Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Shalom. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. I'm Rabbi Joshua Heller. Today we're studying Masechet Erevin Daf Yud, Amud Aleph and Bet. That's Tractate Erevin 10A and B. We're still talking about how to turn a minor street called the Mavoy into a private area for the purpose of carrying. And we do that by using cross beams and posts. Our daf today begins by resolving a question we saw yesterday. What happens when the lechi, the post that marks the entrance to the mavoi, is visible from the outside of the mavoi, but isn't recognizable inside? But we're going to focus our discussion today on a separate issue, which is the maximum width of a mavoi that can be fixed in this way. And we'll encounter an important legal principle of omed miruba al haparutz a partition that is more closed than open. The Mishnah that got us all started gave us a maximum height and width for a Mavoy entrance. The maximum width for the mouth of a Mavoy is 10 amot, about 16 feet. And if it is wider than that, then you have to narrow it, yama'it. The Talmud briefly explores the possibility that a wider distance might be permitted, by attempting to draw a comparison to a special kind of partition that was put up around a well in the wilderness, but we end up leaving that possibility aside. The main focus is, if your mavoi is wider than 10 amot, what can you do? So let's say you have an opening of 20 amot. Can you just put a pole down in the middle and now claim that you have two openings, each of slightly less than 10 amot? Well, the very sage, Levi, who suggests that possibility, then rejects it, and he proposes an alternative. You have to take a fairly large board and run it parallel to the mavoi, four amot inward, so you are dividing the mouth of the mavoi into two separate hallways, two separate entranceways that are at least at least four amot deep. There are lots of later commentators who have trouble with the details of how that would be implemented, but the part that I want to focus on is the answer given by Rav Yehuda. What he says is, let's say you have a mavoi with a mouth 20 amot wide. What's the most efficient way to block that off so you get down to 10 amot? You could put walls up blocking off most of it, but that requires a lot of material. He suggests the following. Leave two amot open, then take a board of three amot and block off next to that opening. So now the five amot next to the wall have two open next to the wall, and then the next three blocked off. We have what is called omed meruba ala parutz. There is more blocked off than is open. Do the same thing on the other side, and now you have blocked off five amot on either side of your opening, and you have only ten open in the middle. Bingo. You have accomplished omed meruba ala parutz, more is standing than is open, even though you have only blocked off a total of six amot out of the twenty by positioning them very carefully. Omed, standing, 
Merubah is greater than Haparutz, that which is open, which we've done with surprisingly little wall space. However, the later parts of the Talmud actually um, challenge that because when you look at different subsections of that opening, depending on how you measure, your boards are really only a minority of the open area. In the end, the Talmud comes up with some ways to cut the board into smaller pickets of just one and a half amot that are more effective at closing the gap, so that mathematically, at any point, you are more blocked than open. However, cutting so many boards and placing them so accurately is a lot of trouble. It turns out that this same conceptual idea comes up in modern mathematics in the realm of geometry and fractals. There are mathematicians who have figured out how to take a very fine dusting, an infinite number of infinitely small points, and use them to cover or block off a much larger area by spreading them in just the right way. So in that way, a very small quantity of material, infinitesimally small dots, can actually block off a fairly large area. There's also, in our Talmud, a surprisingly practical application. Our Talmud presents the case of an object called an asla, a toilet seat. This was a stool with leather bands for sitting on, and a gap between those leather bands which would allow the waste to pass through. In those days, there were open latrines which were just simple holes in the ground. And so if you wanted to use them when you were delicate, you would bring your own sit with you so you could sit down. This seat, which does have a hole in it, should it be considered to be a solid object for the purposes of Jewish law, or does the hole invalidate it? This is a relevant question because if the seat is considered to be a solid whole object, then it can facilitate or hinder the transmission of ritual purity and impurity. If the holes are too significant, then it will not play that role. The way that we determine whether this toilet seat is considered to be, for legal purposes, a whole object or not, or an object with a hole in it, little pun there, is we measure whether the bands for sitting are wider than the space for the waist. If the bands are wider than the space for the waist, there we are, omed mirubala parutz, then the seat is considered to be a complete barrier for legal purposes, despite the obvious and necessary hole. On the other hand, if the bands are narrower, then we consider the hole to be more significant. We're asking a fundamental philosophical question. Is it the whole, W-H-O-L-E, or the whole, H-O-L-E, that's more important? You can ask that question about a mavoi, an open mouth of a carter. You can ask about an asla, a uh, toilet seat in ancient times. I suppose you could even ask that question about an object of today, the bagel. Is it the whole, or is it the whole? So the next time you're in the restroom, or the next time you are contemplating fractal sets, or the next time you're having a bagel, you can ask yourself, is it the whole, or is it the whole? I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epichorus album One Bead, 
available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.